Good morning, Ian Power, along with Steve Seaborn, the little contractor for the Home Discovery Show. Coming up in a handful of minutes, we'll be joined in studio by Todd Talbot from Love It or Listed Vancouver. We'll talk about what he's got going with his television show. Will he be on television? Have they renewed him? Have they let him go? Is he looking for work as uh, perhaps with his guitar and hat in front of the liquor store? It's possible. We'll find out that in a couple of minutes. And uh, the one thing a lot of people don't know about Todd is that he's, he's a very handy guy and does a lot of home improvements and does a lot of work himself. So we'll talk to him in a handful of minutes. So before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about the little contractor, Steve, um, because uh, you're here week after week after week, and we don't often talk about your business, which is uh, as a general contractor. So I wanted to spend just a couple of minutes, if we can get updated, find out where you're at, where you're going, uh, what you're doing. Uh, so as a general contractor, what types of uh, work do you do at, at the little contractor? I mean, I do know this, but we want to share this with uh, anybody who's listening right now. Uh, what do you specialize in? Well, it's general contractor is really kind of a s- scary term that people don't like, like the like designer. They think that's just going to drive up the cost. We're, we're essentially a, a band leader. We just orchestrate the the comings and the goings of everybody, put the things together, and uh, it really does save some time. There's a cost to doing general contracting. Now, whether we personally do this stuff ourselves or have subs, it's just a matter of putting all the pieces together in the right order to save time, save money, get the project done. Now, it says little contractor. What does that mean by little contractor? Does that mean... Uh, you only do you only do one tile at a time, or <laughs> one piece of drywall at a time. Well, we do like the small tiles. No, the little contractor was born um, out of out of sort of a vision that came about in about 1995, and that was simply we don't have to do the big jobs. We'll take on the little jobs because everybody else is busy doing the bigger jobs. They don't want to do the small ones. It's cost prohibitive, perhaps. So it became TLC, and of the old school of tender loving care. That's how it was born. And I still get that to this day. People say, oh, you're not so little, but we will take on the larger projects as well as if somebody needs a light bulb changed, we can actually dispatch someone to change a light bulb on those high ceilings. And that's true. And that's one thing I will say, and I give you full credit for, and and it's not unusual for me to get a phone call or a text from you at 10 o'clock at night. I've just come from an 83-year-old woman's home, and it was nothing. She thought her place was on fire, and really all it was was a light bulb was out. Right. And and that's the kind of thing that you do, and, and service is part of what you do too, so that's very, very important. Well, why is it then that general contractors, by and large, at your level, if I'm, I'm, we're not talking about the guys that are building big, huge developments because they're corporations. But why is it that general contractors at this level have such a black eye? Why is it that they don't get the respect that they deserve? Well, it's probably just because of that. Um, people don't know what does a general contractor do. As I say, it, it, it's like somebody saying, well, I'm a designer. And it's it's not that we intend to build a Taj Mahal uh, grand scheme project for you. It's about knowing what works, a square peg in a square hole. The general contractor puts the pieces together. So it's without knowing what is the value. Why am I going to pay you that extra 20 points or whatever it happens to be if you agree to that in that sort of your contract? Why am I going to pay you when I can pick up a phone call from a plumber and from an electrician and I can call the drywall and I can do all that kind of stuff myself? Why would I want to pay you for it is the biggest the biggest finger poke we get. And what's the answer? 
Well, the answer simply is you absolutely you can do it. You can go online. You can watch video after video. You can anybody can can orchestrate what we do. The difference is we know we can project the steps ahead of us, project the potential problems, and take care of everybody. And unfortunately, and I'll, and I'll throw this stone back at my sub trades included. If someone's coming in just to do their job, they're just going to do their job. They're not going to look out for the other guy, right. the next guy, the last guy. And so the team that we build, and it is a team. This is not my. I don't take credit for the jobs. I, I facilitate a solution for the homeowner. And what we want to do is bring our team together. Everybody's looking out for everybody, making sure we're not stepping on each other's toes to get the product done for the client. What's important for somebody, if they're thinking about a, a home addition or a, a renovation, whether it be small, little, whether it be a, a complete kitchen overhaul or changing a light fixture, what uh, should people look for when hiring a contractor? All the credentials, I mean, first of all, above beyond any kind of experience is insurances, is liability insurance, is workers insurance. Make sure they've got those things in place that are going to protect you, though. That's going to raise up the price. It's going to cost you more because that's part of their overhead costs. But make sure you're protected. Make sure that you've got all your 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 ducks in the row as far as that regard goes. Can you make the case, though, for... Going with the expenditure of a contractor, uh, a lot of people would say, and I think you alluded to this, that, well, if I'm if I'm doing a, let's just take the kitchen reno, for example. If I'm doing a kitchen reno, I can hire a plumber, I can hire an electrician, I can hire a counter person, uh, get appliances, all those things that are sub-traded, I can do that. I can do those coordinations myself and, and save myself a bit of money. What's the case against that? The case against that is is when will you lose that that savings. And, and I'll give the quick example with a client in West Vancouver, perfectly capable to do all that orchestration. She did a very good job of it. After the kitchen was installed, after the floor was in, we're talking about a, oh, maybe a sixty or $75,000 kitchen was done. We walk up the stairs, the sight line rises up to above the countertop, and we find the windowsill is crooked uh-huh. because nobody put a level on the windowsill during huh. demolition to realize it's crooked. Now she's got an irregular line. Nobody noticed it until the countertop guys come in and they want to know, what should we do about this backsplash? <laughs> so now we're working on top of $20,000 of the countertops, $500 faucet, and trying to fix this thing. And she says, why didn't anybody say anything? Because nobody knew what to look for. Nobody what was cared. the fix? The fix was a very surgical removal of the windowsill, cutting things down and, and, and fixing it. It was literally a four-hour job when it would have taken five minutes if caught earlier. Had somebody projected it. So Correct. this is something that a general contractor with the knowledge, the know-how, uh, the the ability to anticipate would have caught or should have caught. There's a greater chance, we'll say. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's the best way to, um, if somebody is interested in uh, the little contractor, learning more about what you do? We don't spend enough time on this show talking about what you do. Uh, as, as a regular contributor, you spend most of your time... Uh, doling out the advice and helping out with the various situations that we come across. But uh, you are in business for hire, and uh, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? The most efficient way is uh, via the website, thelittlecontractor.com or thelittlecontractor.ca. There is a tab at the very top right-hand side that says contact. It's a fill-in-the-blank. You'll get an auto-reply that says it's been received. We will follow up with that. There's a place to attach pictures or files, what have you. And that's, we need to have that line of communication with you, your, your email address, your, your actual address of the home, whatever it is, so that way we can have someone follow it up with you real quickly. 
I'm going to ask Todd Talbot this too when he comes in uh, in our next segment, but I wanted to uh, leave on this uh, uh, with this segment on this question or this thought. And as you see it as a contractor, do, do you feel that today, because you've been doing this for a long time, do you see that people are abandoning renovations now or, or, or are there more renovations? And the reason I'm asking is because in some areas of town, particularly Westside, Richmond, uh, West Vancouver, uh, other areas in Metro Vancouver, where it's it's not a renovation anymore; it's, it's a complete teardown. Right. Where do you see the renovation business in those terms? And also, the second part of that: Are you seeing more contracted work or more DIY? Because I sense, if we work backwards, that there's actually less DIY going on and more contracted work. I'll agree with you because the DIY, the homeowner doesn't have the time to do it. They're they're working for three hours at the end of the day when they're tired or the weekend. They're just too busy. Um, so those that are building or renovating uh, it really comes down to what their need is. And some people just simply want to invest that money back into their property, put on the extra room, put the living space out back, the deck, update what it is because the property will only go up in price as they want to sell it later on. And so make the house now reborn as it is within its own footprint and then move onwards. Uh, if you can if you can take your house and move, uh, move somewhere else and you can find what you need, that's great. But we're finding more people are renovating and staying right where they are. Okay. Uh, Steve Seaborn will be with us for the uh, remainder of the hour, of course, as he is every week on the Home Discovery Show, uh, thelittlecontractor.com. And when we come back, uh, we'll uh, catch up with Todd Talbot from Love It or Listed Vancouver. That's next on the Home Discovery Show from News Talk 980 CKNW. Ian Power back with Steve Seaborn, the little contractor. Joining us in studio is Todd Talbot, TV host, entrepreneur, entertainer, investor, traveler, philanthropist, personality, lover, family man, handyman, and funny guy. Okay, be funny. I give a good hug, too. We haven't had our hug this morning, Ian. Oh, hugger. Yeah. to put hugger. Absolutely. And I want, to, I want for full disclosure, yes. I read that directly off your website. <laughs> I'm guessing you wrote that. Are you kidding me? I would never write something about myself. Uh, Todd Talbot, in fact, is a man of many talents. As co-host with Jillian Harris on Love It or List of Vancouver, he's also a very talented thespian, a longtime investor, advisor, and real estate consultant. Uh, he has a very good reputation as a savvy real estate mind. Todd has years of experience buying, selling, and renovating properties, and he's joined us uh, on the Home Discovery Show in studio this morning, and we couldn't be happier to see you. Nice to have you here. It's great to be here. So even as a kid, yes. uh, when we look back uh, upon your earliest days, your grandparents uh, did not call you Todd. They called you Mr. Fix-It. It's mostly um, because I broke things. Really? Yeah. Well, I would try to fix things, and I would make them worse. I should add that the rest of your family called you Motormouth. That's true. I like to talk. We could sit here for the next four or five hours. We no will. Problem. We probably well forty minutes anyway. Yeah, I love coming on your show because I don't know what's going to happen. You've always got some surprises up your sleeve, and uh, and then we just roll with it. I'm a little anxious though. I'm always a little nervous at the beginning here. <laughs> well, we'll settle you down. So t- talk a little bit about Mister Fixit because you broke things. Did you did you turn around conversely to to cover yourself up by fixing these things? You know, I've always had a fascination with how things get put together, and I still do. I love figuring out problems. Um, uh, when I was little, I would try and figure it. Like, I remember I, I inserted something in the pocket door handle 
so you couldn't open it anymore. <laughs> uh, and that was to the bathroom. So, but you know, now I, um, you know, I love spending time working on properties that I have and, and figuring out creative solutions to problems. I think that's one of the greatest things about, you know, a great contractor. And I'm sure Steve can speak to this too, is that, um, there's no one answer when you're renovating a place, especially when you're renovating, because there's all kinds of issues that you find behind walls that you didn't know were there. And you do have to bring a certain level of creativity to it. And that's where experience comes in. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah. So, I mean, you're fully set up. Like you've got all the tools and the power tools and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures of some of your stuff. I'm I'm fully hooked up. You're fully hooked up. Slightly, uh, slightly addicted to... uh, you know the Home Depot sale and those types of things, but uh, he's got an account. Yeah, I just built another shed so I can house some more tools. Uh, when you got a bit older, not much older, uh, you became a professional actor in your teenage years, and you had a starring role in the Nickelodeon. Is Nickelodeon still around, by the way? I believe they are. Nickelodeon. So. Uh, so you didn't actually kill the network. <laughs> uh, so the Nickelodeon uh, hit TV series was called Fifteen. And uh, you played a guy, uh, uh, and his the role was Matt Walker. Matt Walker, yes. And here's the man himself. Hi, hunk. What? How you doing? Hunk? Oh, that's Kelly's word. She told me this morning she thinks you're hot. <laughs> Hi. Look. It's not totally unusual for guys to have a few beers on Saturday night. So what's the problem? But it's not just Saturday nights, is it? I mean, you drink beer more than once a week. Look, I'm sick and tired of getting hassled. (laughs) And I still do. (laughs) So how how old were you? How old were you? I was 15 years old. You were 15? Listen to that voice. Your voice voice hadn't even cracked yet. No, man, (laughs) I was so young. I mean, the memories of that. Do you remember that? that? Oh, I remember that. First of all, the very first season was shot at BCTV Studios out in Burnaby, which okay. is now the global global, right. global studios. So I've gone back subsequently and, you know, done uh, uh, Steve and those guys do the morning show. Steve Darling. Um, in um, in the studio that we performed oh, in. Oh, yeah. Uh, or that we made the show the first season. Sure. And uh, you know what? It, there's moments in life that um, that are seared in your memory. And those even those lines... Man. Who was the young lady that was there opposite you? So my girlfriend on the show was Laura Harris, who has gone on to do a, uh, a number of things. Um, Robin Ross, uh, who I believe is a makeup artist in town. Uh, just a, a, an incredible group of people. We started with uh, Ryan Reynolds, who people would know his name. Um, Chris Martin. Uh, there was just... There was a, you mean Coldplay? No, different Chris Martin. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few Chris Martins out there. Think, uh, Chris yeah. Martin, who's an actor, um, I think he's living so in the So is Coldplay. So, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Well, why don't we say it's Coldplay? <laughs> okay. Just for just for fun. shits and giggles. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can't uh, say that on the radio, by the way. What you can't say giggles? <laughs> okay, I apologize. I'll take <laughs> that back. That's okay. No, it was. You know what? It was a. It was a transformational uh, point in my life. It really um, solidified the idea of me uh, going into. Um, acting as a career, and uh, ended up actually going to theater school in England. That's what I wanted to say next. And well, there you go. <laughs> Thank you for helping me along yeah. with that transition. So it, after that, you, yep. in your early 20s is when you you moved to London. 
Yeah, so we finished the show. We did five seasons, 65 episodes of that. I, wow. I did other bits That's and incredible. Pieces. That's a good run for yeah, it is. a kid, basically. I know. I, you know, really lucky. Just for Were you represented? Did you have an agent? Did you? Who was guiding your career at that moment? Yeah, I did have an agent. Okay. Um, I, I was with Characters, which uh, was very young at the time. Um, there was one big agency in town before that, which was Marie Morton, mm-hmm. represented people like Michael J. Fox. And, you know, the industry was very young at that time. Sure. Marie retired. Uh, the client list went over to characters, and um, and so my my early career was managed by uh, Time and Stewart at Characters, uh, who's still around. Uh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, recently, the reason I wanted to bring up the London thing, so you, you had some real good training in London, uh, yeah. and then just recently, if we fast forward, you. you posted on your website a video uh, of your tour of the five flats that you lived in when you were living there. So uh, here's, a, just, uh, here's a clip from, from that video. Let's, uh, let's give this a listen. This is, so this is Todd just, what, a week or so ago, maybe? Yeah, I just got back uh, two days ago. So uh, this was three or four days this ago. This is pretty fresh. Yeah. So here we are in Sidcup. Uh, used to live here with Tony and Michael 20 years ago. And uh, these were, we lived above this shop here. And they actually controlled the power and shut it off for once in a while. I don't know why they would do that. Does it bring back memories when you go back? Uh, how long had it been since you've been to, to that flat? It was 20 years. It was 20, so, it was um, 20 years. Yeah, I, I left England 20 years ago, almost uh, to the day. And uh, I haven't been back. I swore I'd go back uh, many times and, and never managed to go. So my wife and I did go back and we took a drive out to the little town called Sidcup that we, that we lived in. And honestly, it was much more emotional experience than I was anticipating. It was, uh, um, I'd forgotten that I'd lived in five different places in three years. We were literally moving. You're constantly on the move. Yeah. Just yeah. like a real actor. Yeah. Just like a real actor. <laughs> and it was funny cause I was thinking about it, you know, and um, your wife is an actor. We should say that she is. Yeah. She's far more talented than I am and very successful. And she's awfully better looking than you too. Yeah. No question about that. Yes. <laughs> I married up, as they say. Uh, You know, it was yeah, it was it was amazing, and uh, and to be able to go back and and revisit uh, with some people in London, and and you know to to get a sense of that city as well. I mean, we in Vancouver we talk about how special this city is, and we talk about it in in terms of real estate, and uh, but when you step outside to some of the other main cities around the world, it sure puts this in perspective. Yeah, let's listen to this. Here's another clip from. uh, what is your website? Uh, I should know this. Yeah, it's very yeah, complicated. Yeah. How did you come? You must have stewed over that. You know, yeah, we had, had, a, we had a think people tank. Yeah. and <laughs> your agent and the network. Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so here's a clip from uh, toddtalbot.ca. You got it. Yeah, see, see how I, I picked up on that? Proud Canadian. And here's a, a visit back to his roots 20 years ago in London. I remember getting here and not knowing how the heat worked because you had to take the key downstairs and charge it, put money in, and then bring the key yeah, up and put yeah, it back in. Yeah. Do they still do that? They do in some houses. It but back. So what, what is that all about, just to fill us in on what was going on there? So you used to have to, t- uh, there was no power in the apartment unless you took the key down to the news agents or the corner store and you actually put it in and you put money in it and you charged it up for 20 pounds or 40 pounds, then you'd bring it back up and you'd stick it in. But if you didn't clock it and watch it, it would run out. So you would have no heat, no light. And I mean, that, that concept was foreign to me. I didn't understand how that worked at the beginning. But you, you know, the learning curve is fast. You only <laughs> got, run out one or two times. We've got to take a break, but I, I want to point this out very quickly. Look at this. 
I just opened up my Facebook page. Who's that? Who is that? Can you not? You don't know who that is? I don't even know. I don't. Is that Jill? That's Jill. Jillian Harris. I've never seen her with such long hair. Yeah, that was two years ago when her and I had a good chat. We sat down for about an hour. Yeah, uh, at the PE when she was doing the PE oh, right. Prize yeah. Home, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. was a lot of fun. Which is on right now. Completely ironic. Uh, Todd Talbot is our guest on the Home Discovery Show from News Talk nine eighty CKNW. <laughs> Welcome back, Ian Power, along with Steve Seaborn, the little contractor, and our in studio guest this morning is Todd Talbot from Love It or List at Vancouver and a whole bunch of other stuff, which we will talk about. I uh, just want to wrap up that last segment uh, with one final clip. This is. Uh, uh, you can see and hear more on toddtalbot.ca. Uh, this is from your recent trip back to London, where 20 years ago you were enrolled in theater school, um, getting your chops, as they say. And uh, here's a little bit of that. When I grew up, mum and dad would always tell me stories about how they used to have to go out to the backyard and have bath and shower or go to the toilet. There was never a bathroom in the house, and that was quite common. And it feels a bit like this conversation now. <laughs> it really does. What was going on there? <laughs> uh, that's a, a buddy of mine who I went to college with, Grant. <clears throat> Grant and uh, you could hear my wife laughing in the background. I was reminiscing about how archaic everything was, and he was making fun of me about the fact that, you know, we sounded old talking about right. you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, it was only 20 and years then, ago. You know, you know, yeah, well, my parents, we walked uphill to school both ways <laughs> in the snow, blah, blah, blah. So uh, One thing, if you go to toddtalbot.ca to, to watch these videos, you will see that Todd has, it's really his hair. Because it was windy. It was blustering when that was, when that was shot. And your hair's everywhere. Yeah. I edited those little videos on my, just on my iPhone, like on the, on the plane home. It was, uh, it was fun to do. Not too bad. It's more for me than anybody else, really. It's, you know, it's just great memories. Well, what about that, that old saying, you can't go back? I don't know. I think I think you can go back. You know, the thing that was interesting, and, and I uh, hooked up with a few of the teachers that I had oh. when I was there too. And you know what? No one's changed. Yeah, it, that that's the it's the beauty of it. People relax and get a little bit more comfortable in their skin, but for the most part, everybody's the same. That's People nice. Are just you know, you go back to your high school reunion twenty years later. The guy that freaked you out when you were walking down the hallway because you thought he was going to shove you in a locker <laughs> is now the guy, you know, who's giving you a big hug. And, and uh, you know, it's just it, it's very cool to look back. In your early days of show business, because showbiz is your life, uh, something else was driving you. So you had this drive and you immersed yourself into the world of home improvement and in particular into real estate. What, yeah, what? it was, you know, it was a it was kind of by chance, to be honest with you. I moved back. I bought a condo. I rented out this second room so that I could afford to pay to uh, pay for it. Um, so essentially, I kind of had my first rental contract uh, in very early days. Uh, my brother gave me a book about refinancing, um, read through that and managed to leverage against that first property to buy another one and continued to do that over uh, many years, and it was always kind of in the back of my mind, and maybe this goes back to the Mr. Fix-It days, was to buy an older home and renovate it. Mm-hmm. Um, just always fascinated with that process, and um, eventually ended up doing that, um, have renovated many houses, and um, you know, I've always just been super passionate about the conversation around real estate. Really, the the thing that brought real estate into kind of other people's worlds, um, as far as I was concerned, was the fact that um, I did a workshop for the theater community in Vancouver many years ago just to try and empower people to understand 
um, the process, uh, some of the ways to get into the market, and really with the focus of people taking care of the financial future. As, as self-employed artists, uh, we're not necessarily known as a community for our fiscal responsibility, um, but I thought it was really important for people to uh, start to look at that. And, you know, it, it, it actually transformed many people's lives. I mean, tons of people ended up buying Back in those days, you know, 10 years ago, their investment has obviously done very well. Um, and so I just continued to do that. People would take me out for a cold beer. I would talk to them about real estate. And eventually I just, you know, ramped up over time. So it's just a conversation that I love doing. And, and really those two worlds came together um, with Love It or List of Vancouver. Um, and now I get to kind of, you know, have the best of both worlds. Yeah, you sure do. And I want to talk about the Love It or List of Vancouver in a moment. I also want to talk a little, I, want, I have a question for you about DIY sure. and renovations. But before we get to that, I, I wanted to know what your your thought was or your feelings about the current status or the stage or what cycle of real estate that we're in right now in Metro Vancouver. I think shock is a, is probably a best way to put it. I think people are just holding their breath. Um, sellers are trying to wrap their head around what is going to happen. Everyone's got big question marks. There's been so much conversation. I mean, it's it was inevitable that in this market we would, you know, push a massive pause button. And that's what's been happening. Right now we're talking about it as if it's just happened. Mm-hmm. It's like overnight. But it's been actually slowing down for probably about three months now. Right. And it's been before the new foreign buyer tax was introduced. So there's been a number of things that have contributed. It's also August, and it's bloody hot outside, and people are on vacation. So there's a lot of factors that are playing into what's going on. But I think a lot of people are sitting on the sidelines going, what is going to happen next? Yeah. What and should I do next? What should I do next? And, you know, it's it's... It's interesting. I think, uh, you know, I was reading some articles about um, different people talking about it. There's been so much talk about foreign investment. And I think that, um, you know, it's a it's a lost leader in in uh, to a certain degree in terms of what we've been talking about in the media. There are so many other fundamentals that drive the market. And I think that people need to pay attention to them. Um, Good on you, by the way. Because I, I and I agree one hundred percent. Never ever lose sight of the fundamentals when it comes to a large investment like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's shocking. I mean we first of all we we lose sight of the global perspective of this city because we get so fixated on Vancouver. Right. Um, secondly, we lose sight of the evolution of this city, which is growing. It's coming of age. We're losing. There's there's no more you know empty lot that has never been developed before. Um, so we're 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 wrestling with with the new dynamics. Yeah. Of I'm Vancouver. glad you didn't say they're not building any more land. Yeah, well, you know what? In this industry, you can just roll out the cliches, and everyone will be, exactly. you know, um, throwing up in their mouth as they're driving along in the car. I mean, on that's that a- thought, we'll take a break. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let's clean Way up a little in. bit here. Way to cut in. So, I want to talk about Love It or List of Vancouver because uh, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, let people know when the new episodes begin. Yep. But when we come back from the break, my question for you is this. In your years of renovations, uh, let's talk blunders. Let's talk mistakes you've made, lessons you've learned. Todd Talbot is in studio with us. This is the Home Discovery Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. My name is Ian Power. I'm here with Steve Seaborn, the little contractor. And our in-studio guest is Todd Talbot from Love it or list it, Vancouver. So before the break, I asked you that, uh, or at least I set you up, that I wanted to talk about uh, in your many, many renovations, your many, many DIYs and fix-its, 
Uh, blunders. Uh, everybody has a blunder, and and uh, the reason I bring up blunders is not so much so that we can laugh at you, but because <laughs> there's always something you learn after you make an expensive mistake when it comes to home improvement. Yeah, I think the um, one of the things that I stress out more um, than anything else is water. I mean, I I actually really love plumbing, and I love the dynamics of plumbing. I also uh, but if there's if there's something that I that worries me more than anything is flashing a window or tying in a piece of roof line and worrying about a leak and you know before closing up I've you know you, you think you've done everything right you think you you, you think it's great <laughs> and all of a sudden and even afterwards oh I'll, I'll tell you a blunt I'll, I'll tell you a blunder uh, it just came to me so I I finished off the garage ceiling um, a few months ago. Beautiful tongue and groove, fir wood on the ceiling, you know, working upside down by myself, uh, nailing it all in. And um, for for whatever reason, I mean, I, I, I followed everything that you possibly could in terms of ventilation in the ceiling. But we came back after a weekend away and there was wa- uh, water droplets coming through the wood. Mm. And I had to tear absolutely everything down. And it broke my heart. We fixed the problem, but it broke my heart and I still haven't put the ceiling back up because... I just I just can't emotionally get to that place to do it. <laughs> All the wood's sitting right there. But you know what? It's it, everyone is human, and and and, and even contractors, um, mistakes get made. It's how it's it's the responsibility that you take for them and how you fix them. Sure. Um, you know, it's 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 and, a, and the Better Business Bureau will tell you that too. Yeah. It's not so much that there's been a complaint against the company. What has the company done, or the contractor, or whomever? What have they done? to fix it or to, to make it right. People ask me all the time about referrals to contractors, to mortgage brokers. And for me, the number one thing that I always tell people is integrity. That's what you're looking for. Sure. You're looking for a sense of integrity and that you're going to get by asking questions and then trusting your gut. Do you think that we, uh, I, this is a silly question, but do you think that we become too... You, em- a silly question? <laughs> Listen, I did hours and hours of research. I, I want you to know that I've been planning this for, <laughs> for weeks upon weeks, months upon moments. Do you think that we become too emotionally attached to our homes? 100%. And, and is I that can't a, stand is that a bad f- thing? Well, I mean, listen, if you're emotionally attached to an inanimate object, then, you know, all the power to you. I just think that um, the things that we should be emotionally attached to are, you know, things that you're, 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 that are living. <laughs> you know, right. your family, your friends, you know, put your energy and your, your passions and, and the highest values into the things that really affect you uh, long term in life. Your house uh, is, serves a purpose. It needs to serve a functional uh, a purpose in terms of your family, your lifestyle. It also needs to keep you warm and dry and safe. And beyond that, I mean, I really think we value things way too high. Um, I think that's part of the thinking that we have yet to understand. I think it's more prevalent in Europe and other places that have been around maybe longer than we have. This idea that your home is a place to have a roof over your head, a warm place to have your, your where you lie down in your bed at night, a kitchen to cook your food, etc. And yes, you can entertain there and you can do all of those things, but but that's really where it stops. It, it's a function of living. It's not your life. And we get caught up in this, you know, keeping up with the Joneses idea of you know you got to have the latest and greatest. You don't. No. You simply don't. I mean. Um, you know, I, I definitely had the opportunity to outfit my house with, 
you know, the super high-end appliances and cabinets and stuff like that. But, you know, it's it's not how we live, you know. It, it's not about what other people have. It's what's going to work what well What works for you. for you, yeah. So Love It or List in Vancouver has been uh, – is it fair to say that it's successful beyond your expectations? Oh, no question. Yeah. No, I think it's been successful beyond everyone's expectations. Well, you and Jillian Harris have a, a very good chemistry. Who? <laughs> your, your co-host. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I refer to her as Miss Harris. Yes. yes. Do you, um, how's she doing, by the way? She's doing great. Yeah. How's the baby? Uh, awesome. Is Little she, Leo. Is she loving being a mother? I believe so. I've been I've been away, so I haven't talked to her. But are, are um, the, we... Is the dog jealous? Oh, well... Is isn't every dog jealous? <laughs> Probably, uh, but Nacho's awesome. Uh, he he was. We we actually drove uh, by a few days after the birth. Uh, we were up in the Okanagan, yeah. so we went by and uh, and visited. And uh, Justin and and Jill and Leo and and Nacho, they're all doing great. Good, glad to hear it. Uh, is she back, or have you managed we're, to finally actually, kick her to the curb? Uh, oh no, she's back. She's uh, uh, contractually obligated. She, she's not going anywhere. <laughs> we've got we got the handcuffs attached to each other. Beautiful. Um, uh, we're actually going to shoot on Tuesday. We were going to uh, just uh, finish off a couple episodes okay. on Tuesday. Then uh, we're going to have a little bit more break, but we're continuing filming. We've we're halfway through uh, season four, but the ones that we've finished. Um, are going to start airing on September 12th, and wait for Season it, four, on HGTV. 12th. HGTV. What channel is that? Oh, that's a, a great it's question. It's HGTV. Yeah, it's HGTV. You don't Everybody even, knows uh, HGTV. Is your, is your TV not voice activated right now? You just turn it on and say, HGTV. Mine's you, always on that channel Do anyway. you have that? Do you have voice activated no, TV? No, I don't have anything technical. No, I know. You've got a butler. <laughs> You've got your valet. Uh, valet, would you come turn my TV on, please? Yeah, so we've got 13 new episodes, which will air, uh, like I said, on HGTV um, uh, starting September 12th. So we're excited to share those. And we've got more that we're making right now. So we're actually almost at 100 episodes. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. That's excellent. Season five in the offing? Uh, well, we, it's, it's, we won't finish season four filming until probably the spring of 2017. Is that right? Okay. So, so that's a year from, uh, a year and a half from now. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're still a ways away. Yeah. Um, where are you at? Uh, can we discuss this? Where are you at yeah. contractually? Um, uh, we've got one more year on our contract. Uh, right. Is that like so a calendar year five. or season year? No, a season year. Okay. Yeah. They, they talk in season years, which yeah. is 26 episodes, right. which actually translates to two chunks of new episodes. So every time we talk about a season, this is going to get very confusing. I think people have just fallen asleep listening to the radio. <laughs> Steve, um, wake up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about contractual seasons here, Steve. Um, yeah, so, so we've got a bunch more episodes coming. Let's move it back then to something a little bit more simplistic. Yes. How long does it take from the, from the moment you first visit the property to the time that show airs? Oh my goodness! Well, it can be it can be different timing. I'll tell you, it takes about six to eight weeks of filming, but we film four to five episodes at the same time. So Jill and I are jumping around. We've got multiple crews working on the renovations, and to be honest with you, the pre planning that goes into an episode starts long before Jill sure. and I are I ever involved. So people are applying online. Um, and then they go through a vetting process, and then they've got to get permits. Really, one of the biggest things that uh, holds us up in the filming process is the permits. Getting the city permit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I you can't know, imagine if uh, we get delayed, just like everybody else does. Yeah. Um, and it- so it's it's a long process. It takes about fourteen months to shoot twenty six episodes. Wow. 
part of the fun of watching that show, apart from the, the chemistry between you and Jillian, is trying to figure out where you're at. What part of Vancouver are you at? And you probably get that a lot, I'm guessing. I get it a lot only in Vancouver, though. You know, we tr- I travel all over the country, and, and no one asks us that question anywhere else. Because they don't um, care? or Well, it's, it's, not, it's just because it's not important. It, it's not important. Yeah. Um, you know, it's important to people who live here because they think they can figure it out. Right. They think, oh, that's North Van, yeah, or that's yeah. West, or West uh, 10th. Steep or, Cove, or, yeah. you know, Kitsilano, or whatever. Sure. And, and, you know, nine times out of ten, they're wrong, but... I, I try not to. So what what is the response? So when the show is aired in the U.S. on HGTV, yep. and there's no reference to Vancouver, it's just love it or list it. That's correct. So do people, obviously, they, they write letters or emails to you or message letters? you? Letters? How old are you, man? <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll move on to our next segment and bring the next guest in, please. Uh, <laughs> where's that big cane with the hook on it? No, but uh, what do they, when they, when they communicate with you, yes. when they reach out to you, yes and want to touch you, what do they say? Do they ask you about where you're at or where the show originates? You know what? It's shocking. If, I, if I'm doing a home show down in the States or something like that, um, you know, it's great to meet people. There's a lot of people who actually ask where it's shot. And and to be honest, it's, um, it's shocking that they're asking that. Really? Well, I mean, I just think, where else could it be? Well, you think that, but if you're in uh, so. Hoboken, wherever, uh, yeah, but we're on the water. I mean, we one of the things that I think could we it do not really be San well, Francisco? It could, well, it could be, but the architecture is completely different. True, but I guess if you enough. don't know San Francisco, you might not know that. Or um, Seattle could be Seattle. I guess we look very much like Seattle. We're way better looking than Seattle. Absolutely, Let's be we got to take a break. Let's do that. We'll on talk that more. Note, we'll talk. Yeah. Now that we've offended Seattle, no, we haven't offended Seattle. Is a terrific city. I love Seattle. I'm drinking Starbucks right now. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, Todd Talbot from Love It or Listed Vancouver is our guest, and we have more when we come back on the Home Discovery Show from News Talk 980 CKNW. My name is Ian Power. I'm here with Steve Seaborn, the little contractor. Our in-studio guest is Todd Talbot from Love It or Listed Vancouver. Not only is he uh, very interested and successful in real estate, he's also a handyman who's been interested in renovations and DIY and the whole uh the whole house experience from making things happen, making them work, from buying, selling, fixing, and repairing. And uh, I wanted to ask you, as your brand grows, as the brand Todd Talbot grows, where do you see yourself? Would you would you like to do movies because you're a, a great actor? I know you love stage work. Would you like to get into dra- dramatic TV, more episodic TV? I thought you were going to say drag. Would you like to get into drag? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, that, that's did. also at toddtalbot.ca. <laughs> I played the oh, sugar... wait, we have a clip. <laughs> yeah, I played the sugar plum fairy in drag for a CBC Christmas special one year. So there you go. If you want to dig that up next time. Um, where do I see myself? You know what? Um, I have no idea. I, I mean, it's a horrible answer. But uh, just coming back from the West End, we just watched nine shows. We went to theater every single night. Right. And, uh, you know, that, that pull to that live experience is, is strong in me. It's like the force. Sure. Um, and, so, and, and it really does. And people say it gets into your blood. But yeah, it's true, isn't it? It is. You know, it's, it, it's, it's something that was a huge part of my life and, and will be again at some point in the future, hopefully. Um, I want to move along because we, we yeah, haven't yeah, much absolutely. time. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about very quickly, let's just touch upon this because uh, if you want to know more, again, toddtalbot.ca, you can see the video. You did the, um, 
the neighborhood eats on Food Network Canada. Yeah, and that was that looked like a lot of fun. That was really well done. You know what? That was that was an awesome experience. So they asked me to pick a neighborhood in Vancouver. So we went down to Yale Town. Uh, we showcased three different restaurants that that I love. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just, it was fun to talk about food as opposed to, you know, houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And who, um, who doesn't like food? And who doesn't like food? And I mean, that, that first, the first stop on there was that, that, I don't know, is it ice cream, yogurt, but it's not ice cream or yogurt. Yeah. It's just non... What Blow it? your mind. It's called nice vice cream. Yeah, pretty and, cool. Yeah, it's vegan. All vegan. All vegan. Are you, are you vegan or vegetarian? I am nowhere near no, vegan. I didn't think so. Now, I know it's the trendiest thing in the I know, world to say that I'm vegan. Well, you like I'd scotch and a, a cigar and a, and a steak, right? Is scotch not vegan? <laughs> <laughs> the last time. Look, if somebody wants to meet you in person, there's an opportunity for that to happen. Uh, it's about a month from now, a little over a month from now. Mark your calendar. You're going to be doing an appearance. Yeah, so we're, I'm hosting an event at uh, Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries in Coquitlam on October 1st from 12 till 3, um, and it's going to be it's going to be awesome. We I actually worked with uh, Lazy Boy to complete our renovation up at the house, and so we're going to talk about that process. Uh, come down, ask some questions. They've got an amazing like in-home design program there. Uh, we're just going to have a fun afternoon. October 1st, Lazy Boy in Coquitlam. In the uh, meantime, it's Todd Talbot. .ca. Thanks for coming in. It's it's always a pleasure and so much fun to have you with us. It was awesome. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Todd Steve. Talbot Thanks. for Steve Seaborn, The Little Contractor. It's thelittlecontractor.com. And Mike Given, our technical producer. My name is Ian Power on the Home Discovery Show. Stay with us. Vancouver Consumer is next on News Talk 980 CKNW.